Welcome to another edition of the A-List Podcast, powered by BetOnline.ag. I am your host, Ashrod Blakely, with the co-host with the most, Kwani A. Lunas. What's going on, Kwani? We made it to another week. I'm so excited. We have a lot to talk about today. We've got a ton to talk about. And it's, you know, it's this is one of the few times where my alma mater and your alma mater are kind of locked in arms because, you know, everyone's talking about the national championship and how awesome Alabama is and all this. And our schools are just kind of on the there. Out. Just there. We're there. We're there. <laughs> I still we're, wear my BC shirt, though, because I had to represent. And I wear my Syracuse because we just we're just Syracuse. And this yeah. is just what we do. We win too many games in basketball. We get knocked out in the second round of the tournament. Rinse, recycle, repeat. That's what we do. Uh, And and for those who are new to the show, uh, A-List Podcast, it can be found on all your favorite uh, podcasting apps, iTunes, Spotify, and we are on YouTube. YouTube, yeah. Which is awesome. But we have to make sure that you subscribe, leave us a review, because that's how we keep it going. And give us the gift that is always in season with the reason. And that's that five-star review. Right, exactly. Five I, stars, no less. I tell you who's getting a five-star review from me this week. Bill Belichick. Mm, wow. Yes. As, for those who don't know, Bill was uh, given the opportunity to receive mm-hmm. the Presidential Medal of Freedom. From his self-proclaimed friend. Right, his boy. Of the United States. Yes, uh, Donald J. Mm-hmm. Trump. And Bill decided to turn it down. Yeah. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised by, by Bill's act because, again, this was his guy. This was his guy that he didn't want to own and he didn't really speak a ton about. Yeah. But when someone is talking about letters you wrote to them in the middle right. of, of that, that's you don't just do that for anybody. That's that's your guy. And, and so uh, for him to turn that down in light of what's happened at the Capitol building and, and just all the different circumstances surrounding, you know, the you know, President Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised that Bill said thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, I was also surprised because even when the news got out that he was going to be awarded the Medal of Freedom, I was shocked because it, it seems as though the president this year and a lot years past have picked people, not to say that Belichick didn't earn it, because when I looked up the de- definition of why you can get the honor, mm-hmm. it was he de- technically fits into the category, but it does seem as though it just doesn't seem like the right time for uh, Coach Belichick to be, like you said, accepting an award like that, given all the events that surrounded the country last week. I do appreciate Belichick for standing up and putting that statement out, especially not just for his public figure, because at the end of the day, that's mainly what it was for, for his persona. But when you look at the team that he has in his locker room and the players that he represents, it's more than just about him. It's about the players on his team. And I think if he were to accept it, then that would probably cause not necessarily a rift, but players would definitely side-eyed him a little more than they probably did when they knew that he was friends with the president. Yeah, and and, and Bill, to, to his credit, you know, it. when I think about some of those, you know, those Medal of Freedoms, I mean, I, I keep thinking of that Oprah Winfrey gif where you get a car, you get a yeah. car, you get a car. It seems like that's what's happening with that Exactly, award. exactly, yeah. I will tell you this, though. I mean, Bill, the one thing that we all know true to be about Bill Belichick is he he wants to win. Exactly. And he wants winners. Yeah. And right now, there is no franchise delivering those type of talented players better than Alabama, which, you yeah. know, for Nick Saban just won his seventh NCAA uh, national championship. And, and right now, Bill Belichick, I mean, he I think before you put him in the conversation at the very, 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 very short list of all time great football coaches right now. I think he's at the top of that list. Absolutely. And he's a guy that, you know, Bill Belichick, he loves Nick Saban. And so I'm thinking about all this, those Alabama players who make up, I think arguably the greatest college football team. You got to believe that somebody on that team is going to wind up in a Patriots uniform next season. And the Patriots, they pick number 15. Um, I have some ideas on who they can get. What you got? Quarterback, Mac Jones. Okay. I mean, that's the first thing I thought of a quarterback. That's obviously the biggest need right now. There been, right. There have been comparisons in terms of what he can do from mobility. He's a little bit more athletic than a Tom Brady. He's a guy that has shown the ability to, frankly, pass at the highest of levels. And I granted, he's got a lot of really great weapons to work. I mean, the Heisman Trophy winner, you know, at receiver, mm-hmm. 
he's got the you know arguably one of the best running backs, the Doak Walker Award winner in the backfield as well. So mm-hmm. it's not like he doesn't have great toys to play with. But I don't care how good the toys are to play with. You have to put the ball where it needs to be when it needs to be there. Uh, guys aren't just going to be running free all day. Guys aren't just going to be breaking tackles left and right. I think he's a really good game manager. And frankly, Bills never drafted a quarterback in the first round. And yeah. this is a guy in Mac Jones that is he going to be the best quarterback in this draft? Probably not. But they said the same thing about Tom Brady. And if there's anyone in this draft that has a lot of those intangibles that Tom Brady brought to the table, which I think when you look at Tom's career and trajectory, his ability to win more than those yards, more than the touchdowns, all that stuff, the ability to win at a high level, that is what would separate him. And frankly, that's why I think that's the guy you take at 15. It makes sense. Like I said, the, the Patriots are, they look at as though they're rebuilding essentially. And so for him to take a player from a team and a coach that he is well connected with, it wouldn't be a surprise, but then that you make, that makes you wonder about Jared Stidham and what his future holds with the Patriots. If, I mean, he couldn't even replace Cam Newton this year. So I'm really curious as to what they do with that quarterback role next year because Cam is still in the picture, essentially. Jared is there. And then, like you said, if they decide to draft a quarterback, which would be rare for Bill, then there's going to really be some competition at that position. Yeah, and when you when you talk about being in the picture, I want to transition to the NBA, whose picture is very murky oh, right goodness. now. Yeah. It's very there's, no, there's zero competition in the NBA right. <laughs> in that sense. Right. And, and then you've, you've got, you know, you know, close to home with the Boston Celtics and Jason mm-hmm. Tatum, who, t- who tested positive, is going to be out mm-hmm. 10 to 14 days. Yeah. Downside, one of the upsides is that they've had three games that mm-hmm. have been postponed. Yeah. Celtics have the best record in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Second best record in the NBA overall. Yeah. And if the season ended today, which I hate when people say that, because oh, obviously yeah. it will end, the Celtics and the Lakers would be the number one seeds in the East and the West. It isn't how it's supposed to be. I love it. I want to see it. But, but they need to do better. <laughs> right, right. And, and Kwani, and I, I know that you, you did a little bit of homework and just looking at some of the, the, the NBA, they're looking to institute some new protocols. Yes, um, they are. So I know there's, there's like a laundry list of what there's they're a whole, Like Woj was on a Twitter, just Twitter spree all afternoon. And you know what really stood out to me? What? So there, there are so many rules. There's, there's one that stands out to yeah. me, but I want to hear yours. I, I feel like it's going to be the same one. But it's that players cannot have guests in their hotel. <laughs> we need to talk about I promise we did not talk about this before. Listen, listen, we are going to get into that and then some with our guest. Okay. Uh, our we guest is Zaku Smith okay. uh, from NBA TV. Uh, and we're definitely going to get into that. And we're going to get into those rules. But that's the one that, you know, I, I've, I've, I've received some texts from some folks with some really graphic descriptions of, of that rule. Uh, Garden tools have been been thrown in in there as far as what and it's. It, but what I want to know is why weren't gardening to why were gardening tools allowed in the middle of a panoramic? Listen, like what is happening right now? Listen, <laughs> if you have a garden, you want that garden to grow, to be cultivated, and the way to grow and cultivate that garden to keep it happy, you got you got to work that field. No, not not during this year, during this season when there's so many. There's so many things at risk. It's not worth it right now. And I'm not surprised, as we know, James Harden was out there doing his thing as he usually does. The man who has a jersey retired in a strip club. I'm sure he's been active, but that not to you, you know, know throw him under the bus. There are other players I'm sure that have been out there and busy. But it's like, is it worth it right now? You know that you want to play the game. You know that you have a goal to achieve, and you're doing all these things on the side that are going to put this season at stake. It, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Things on the side. <laughs> Love the way you phrase that. You know, we're a PG, PG podcast. I for the think. moment. For the we're moment. trying to be G, but we're we, still PG. We, we, we are, we are going to upgrade. And, and, and <laughs> we're going to upgrade when we get Zaku Smith in here any minute now. Uh, yeah, I, again, I, I, I think the rules are necessary. And that particular rule, to me, that was one of those loopholes that the players knew about. And they weren't going to say a word. They are just going to you know, keep quiet about that one. But now it's it's like that's part of certainly part of the issue that as the league, as the players union gather to figure out what can we do to try to stymie or minimize, you know, the spread of this virus. And they realize real quick that <laughs> they oh, can't. Yeah, I mean, we? And we'll talk about this later with Zegu, like you mentioned, but 
Kyrie Irving as well. The, a man who, for someone that hates the media, is always in the news. He is now being investigated by the NBA because he was allegedly at a party for his sister and he wasn't wearing a mask. There were what I, it looked like 50 or more people in a venue, which there was a Twitter researcher who said it was in West Orange, New Jersey, which is not a good look for my home state. But I was what is going on? <laughs> I was going to say, because I was just trying to make sure that I didn't see you in that video. I wasn't being, there. Being, a, being the Jersey girl that I you wasn't are. there. I was not in West Orange, New Jersey. I, I deny it. If, if the Twitter, um, it was Wob, not Woj, Wob, the guy that tweets out all those viral videos. He did an extensive investigation and a lot of it's adding up. It looks like it was recent. All right. Thank you, Smith. What's going on, my friend? I'm good, Sherrod. Let me stop you first before we get into this. Did you really compare Mac Jones to the God that is Tom Brady? Ooh. Listen, come on, man. I'm a Michigan guy, so I can't let that you know go. What? Here's the thing: you a Michigan man? Anyone who says anything about the God known as Tom Brady, who's connected no. with Michigan, is going to have something to say. Okay, no. get it off your chest, Michigan man, because. I, I I will give you this win, which is something that your crew does not know much about this season. But that's not <laughs> Dang. I'm just saying, if you go hand out medals, shouldn't Tommy get one instead of Bill? Ooh. There's clearly more Tommy than Bill, right? We're bringing back that debate, huh? Wow. <laughs> wow. I just wanna, listen, I just want to see Tom get through the father time bowl between him and Breeze. If he can get through that. <laughs> We could talk about some medals then. I'm rolling with Tom Brady in all in all things. Whatever it is, I'm rolling with Tom. I ain't mad at you about that. I ain't mad at you about that. What I am, I'm not really mad about this, but COVID-19 and its impact on the NBA, I mean, you know, I think this up to like maybe four or five games are going to be canceled, three of them up Celtics games. Are you surprised at how – the league has had so much trouble getting a grasp on this thing now that they're outside the bubble? No, and having been in the bubble and, and realizing how safe we were every day, um, there was never a concern because you were taking those tests every morning. So you knew everybody in there was safe. There was no concern at all about your daily interactions with people. And we wore masks and everything was locked down. But I knew once once we left that environment and got back to normal we were going to have the same issues that everybody else was having in terms of the potential for something to go sideways and that's honestly i'm surprised it took this long i thought it would have happened sooner to be you know to be perfectly honest with you mm-hmm. absolutely sherrod and i have this game we call buy sell or rent and we want you to play it with us today right. he got no choice <laughs> yeah okay, you're already here sorry but right now, would you put the season on hold? Are you buying, selling, or renting that statement? I'm selling that only because it's it's a limited amount of teams and players who have been affected. Um, my concern, though, is that there's been such a cavalier attitude about it by some. Um, if these videos that we've seen of Kyrie Irving are legit, that's that's a red flag. Um, I don't know how Jason Tatum would have contracted it. So, you know, you just don't understand how each player is dealing with it on their own, um, away from the team and the protocols that the league is set in place. But now that you're talking about more rules, <laughs> there's going to be some guys who chafe against uh, any any sorts of uh, infringement on their personal freedoms. And to me, you're just asking for problems now. Um, if you expand these things, and, and put in all these lockdown measures that are going to, frankly, piss these players off. Yeah, I I, I, I got to sell the idea of, of just shutting it down because it's not going to work. Uh, it, it's going to, in fact, it, it will make things worse than they are now. Uh, as Zaku pointed out, they got all these different rules that they're implementing and want these players to abide by. And, you know, Kwani and I, we talked about this earlier. I mean, there are certain rules that players are going to immediately push back on. The very one that comes to mind to me I I don't have a classy name to describe it, but it's the one where they can't have companionship on the road. Uh, non-player companion. I can't remember how the exact wording of it was. Friends. Let's just put friends. Yeah, friends with benefits. Let's be real. 
friends with benefits on the road. Right. And if you are, and the, the way the schedule is working out now, you don't just roll into a city and bounce. You in that city for like two games, three or four days, and you're telling these players, look, you're going to have to be with your teammates and your teammates only for only. four days. Now, for you and I, yeah, that's very doable. But for cats who have lived this life for years, exactly. now you're telling them that, you know what? You know, you know, Becky Sue that you used to kick it with in Miami, you're not going to do that. This you're time. asking them oh. to go cold turkey on a, a habit that they've had for years. And, and remember, that's been instilled in them for right, years. Right. And as Zay pointed out, they're coming from being in a bubble. Mm, they ain't exactly. trying to go back to the rules of the bubble if they don't have to. So I, I think the league has a serious problem in figuring out how to work it so that the players don't feel that their rights are completely infringed upon, but at the same time, being health safety conscious and all that. You know, I mean, Rod, you know how meticulous these players are in terms of mm-hmm. planning their import of uh, leisure activities. Yeah. Maybe they don't like their city without a very detailed list of what what they can get their hands on, what kind of time they're gonna spend with them. Um, they have people doing it for them. Let's be real, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they just that's the one thing they do better. Maybe <laughs> play basketball is they are very specific about their free time. So my concern is that you go, you know, by going to these road trips where you're doing like two games in one place they probably had a very specific idea of how they would handle that Mm -hmm. and now if you tell them they can't do it you're asking for problems because that disrupts the entire ecosystem takes the whole thing shakes it up and now these guys have to adjust on the fly it's not Mm going to be good the players association and the league are going to have to get together and come to some kind of agreement about how to handle this without upsetting the players any more than they already are yeah yeah what else you got corny i'm renting that notion though because at this point the way we've watched it spread even after that celtics wizard game where they're like all right now bradley beal has to be put into protocol because he he was in contact with jason tatum it's like it's gonna be a chain reaction we've already seen it and i honestly think like within the next few weeks i don't want i don't wish this but we're gonna just see more cases rise like that it's inevitable and if they are even enforcing this no companionship on the road, who's to know whether or not that's actually going to work. But moving on, do you guys think that they should expand the rosters outright since we are losing so many players that are eligible to play by sell rent? Go ahead, Zay. I'm, buying that. I'm definitely buying that. I think that's just yeah. kind of a logical um, caveat for the season. I mean, it's, it's a COVID-affected world. Yeah. Um, so if you're ever going to relax the rules or or tweak them in a way that would allow for some more flexibility, now is the time to do it. But as somebody pointed out, um, even doing that, you have to still contact trace players when they're coming from the G League right. or wherever you might be getting off the street. Um, there's so many protocols in place that are interrupting your normal day of business in the league. I don't know how you you have to get everybody aligned and adjusted to doing things differently. That's going to be an extremely tough lift for the league and for these teams. And I and I think I'm I'm buying that because I think that's one of the few logical ways of dealing with this. There I don't think there are many, but that's one of them that I think makes complete sense. Yeah, I'm going to rent that one because I, I think it's something that you can do in the now. But I think at some point, if 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 this country, if this league can get this coronavirus under control, like I think it will, then you won't necessarily need that later in the season and potentially in the playoffs. Uh, because my, my biggest concern is that your concern right now is about the, the folks who are part of the NBA uh, ecosystem being infected. And what you're doing now is you're adding folks to that who Again, you have to expand your contact tracing. You have to expand your protocols. You have to expand everything. And I think in order for teams to not have to forfeit games, or not forfeit, but have postponed games because they don't have enough healthy players, I think adding to the roster is a nice supplement to that. But I don't want a steady diet of that because the last thing I want to see, if I'm a fan, is tune on the TV and watch, you know, this backup G-string cat from like, you know, middle 
direction school America who's starting. And even for and even for guys who can ball, I mean, like like for example, the Sixers, they had to go with Maxi, a young fellow from Kentucky, who was nice, by the way, in college. But he you, you didn't think he would do anything for the Sixers this year because you look at the, all the guys ahead of him. And so he came out there, he was balling. Great for him. But you start looking at some of the other cats that saw action, and it's just like, wait a minute, who the hell is this dude? Yeah. Where did he come from? <laughs> what, what what am I watching? And then you see them out go out there and play. I mean, like a cat like Isaiah Joe. I knew who Isaiah Joe was, but I guarantee you there were a lot of folks who went on the internet and was like, who the hell is this Isaiah Joe cat? Because he can kind of shoot a little bit. Yeah, he can shoot a little bit because he ain't guarding nobody. He's not being defended by anyone. There's a reason why he was he was not a top 10 pick. Uh, there's a reason why those guys that you see who are filling in for the real players, you never heard of because there was nothing to talk about. So I'm renting the idea of having – adding to the roster, but I can't buy that wholesale. Yeah. As good as your answers were, I'm personally going to sell it because I, yeah, I know that it, 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 like you said, it gives opportunity for players that really don't have a chance to be in the league or get their shot. But at the same time, one, we need to hold these teams accountable and the coaches as well. So if the coaches and the players realize that they're not going to have any backups and they really take the basketball as seriously as they tell us, then maybe it'll give them a little more incentive to follow the new protocols that the NBA just put down. And also it maybe just gives the, I think when you add too many players, it gives the coaches maybe a little more work in the sense of it might cause a little confusion on the floor where you're trying to figure out new teams and new um, rotations for the, for the game. And it, I don't know. I just feel like it gets a little confusing when you have a little too many people on the roster. Well, the, the one thing that it certainly does, if you do already expand the roster was you're giving a shot to folks who sure. normally wouldn't get one. Yeah. And when it comes to online betting, your mm -hmm. best shot is betonline.ag. We have a national champion college football crown, and we're inching closer to crowning the best of the best in the NFL. There are some huge matchups this weekend, and there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code clns50 for your 50 percent welcome bonus uh some of the games that we're going to talk about obviously uh zay Coos, uh school <laughs> uh, michigan and their their savior tom brady doing his thing going up against drew Brees in the father time bowl which i'm looking I forward to seeing you. that uh, a lot of good games over in the AFC as well. You know, you got the Bills. You know, they, they're trying to keep their magical season alive as well. So, again, don't sit on the sidelines anymore, folks. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Before we get back into basketball, did you guys see Tom Brady's tweet with him and Drew Brees, like, aged significantly? On Twitter, did you see it? That was a goat. It was <laughs> that was a tweet. That was a now now Zeku, I give your boy all praise for that tweet because that it was, was beautiful. Perfect. It he was knows, he knows that they a couple of old men basically with canes and rocking chairs, but combined age what like 84. I like, I don't have enough digits. My calculator's <laughs> he's, not, he's not giving up the throne to Pat Mahomes and all these young boys just yet. You right. have to snatch it from him. Like, We're still here for it. I'm here for yeah, it. You gotta That's take a it. Good matchup. Oh, well, Patrick's ready for that. Ready. Patrick is ready for that. He takes. Oh yeah, it. but I'm with. I'm with the resistance. Like, <laughs> I feel you fighting it off, Tommy. I feel that. He rolling with Tom, like he said. Right. I have one more buy sell rant for you guys. Would you consider creating regional bubbles in the NBA? I'm gonna I'm gonna rent the idea now. Okay. An option to buy later. Mm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Because I think we're headed to back to a bubble at some point. Um, okay. If we can't get the numbers under control by, say, the start of the second half of the season, I think it only makes sense for the league to start contemplating another bubble for the playoffs, not for seeding games, which put even more pressure and more teams in Orlando, but certainly for the playoffs only. We saw that you could get it done in the bubble, like you could do it, keep everybody safe, get a high level of basketball um, and, and complete a season. I by no means am saying I'm, I'm looking forward to another stint in the bubble, but if you want to get it done, 
you know you can do it by locking down and keeping everybody safe in that bubble. So it makes sense to at least contemplate it. Right. It, it does make sense to contemplate it, but I, I'm 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 gonna have to sell that. And and here's why: I just don't think they can replicate what works so well because it, before it was like, okay, you got all this freedom, pandemic strikes, you go in a bubble, everyone is all in on trying to get through that, make it work. Now you're out and about, you're back in in, in civilization, uh, you've had a taste of that that outside life, <laughs> and now you want me to go back into the bubble? Oh hell no. I'm going to, I'm Zeku, that will be the resistance. They will be, and, and to me, that's why I don't think it would work. I think, I just think that there will be too much of a resistance from cats who, frankly, are telling you everything, but they're going to be resistant. Like I look at Kyrie Irving, who, again, Kyrie had me hoodwink and bamboozled thinking that he was missing games early on because, oh, you know, what happened at the, at the Capitol building, it's really traumatic for me. I'm feeling it. it it's, it's, that narrative seemed to make a lot of sense to me. And then I see him getting his two-step on at his sister's birthday party. And I see Pops right next to him getting his one-and-a-half step on. It's his birthday, birthday too. Party. It's his birthday as well. Exactly. And, yeah. and then there's no mask. There's absolutely nothing that he did whatsoever that showed any remorse or any thought towards being safe in the middle of pandemic. And I... Give him some credit for keeping himself distance from his team because obviously if he's not around, he can't expose them. But own what you did and take that fine, just like James Harden did. And if you miss some games, take that. Well, you, you're already missing games. Yeah. Um, but again, that's why I can't I, I gotta sell that because I think there, there are too many Kyrie Irvings, excuse me, Kyrie Irvings out there in the NBA who are going to basically they're going to be the resistance that makes a regional bubble or even a playoff bubble. I think fail, unlike we saw last summer. Kyrie doesn't respect the bubble because he wasn't there. Mm. No, he doesn't appreciate what the players had to go through. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, he has no appreciation for that. His team. But he was the first one that wanted him to not yeah. to be there. Exactly. Granted, he did say it was social justice issues, or that was his. I mean, y'all know better than me. Is there any reason we have to trust what Kyrie says? No. You not know, at all. Both teams play hard. I didn't give any credence to what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Talking about you give it all up for you know for social justice. We didn't give it up. Give it up then. Yeah. The Brooklyn Nets would have no I mean, they obviously want you to play, but if you're gonna walk away, then just walk away and leave that chat. I've seen so many tweets about uh, KD now, too. It's like let's talk about him. Like he someone was like he just signed up for this, and now he's probably sitting here looking like what did I just sign up for? Like, what's going on? I, I just don't understand it. He could have stayed with the Warriors. No sympathy for him. Right. He made it, he made his choice. You know, okay. and now you got to live with the consequences. And, yeah. and anybody rolling with Kyrie knows there's a chance that he could go left. Right. Right. Absolutely. But with that being said, though, I mean, obviously the NBA put down these new protocols that the players may or may not adhere to. So what do you say to fans now as a commissioner looking towards this season, potentially not having fans at all? That's a tough one because you you can look at the fans and look them in the eye and tell them you can go above and beyond anything that's going on in the real world. Um, right. we're in, the nation is on lockdown. I got friends in California don't even leave their house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the numbers are going up everywhere. I don't know. I don't know that you should be expected to to do any better than the rest of the country if, if you're Adam Silver. All you think- can do is put in some protocols and hope that they work. But beyond that, you got a miracle work. Yeah, and I, I think that has to be your message that, look, we're doing the best we can with what we got to work with. The alternative is shutting us all down, and we don't want to do that. We think you deserve better than that. We think our players deserve better than that, and we will be better than we are now. We're going to learn from this. We're going to get better. You you hit them with all that good stuff that they want to hear and they need to hear, knowing in the back of your mind that some of these knucklehead players are going to just blow whatever I just said up because they're selfish, because they they want to have their cake, eat it too, and leave the damn recipe and the receipts before you walk out the dough. Look, Quan, I'll be real with it. You're at the mercy of the virus. If if yeah. you haven't figured that out by now, mm-hmm. whoever you are, you're out of your mind. 
we are at the mercy of the coronavirus pandemic. It's dictating everything. Mm -hmm. um, I would have I would have been fine with them not completing the season last year in order to get one in this year. Yeah. So I was I was of the mind that the bubble wasn't going to work. Me personally. Now having been through it, it's not as it's not as hard as you think. Mm -hmm. um, is it uncomfortable? Yes. Is it inconvenient? Absolutely. But you find a way to get through it when the end goal is getting a full season. I'm just thinking about the idea of being in a, you know, on a campus with Kyrie for three months. Oh my gosh. And, and it, there's little, I'm just thinking about guys like, like Joe Harris on the nets, who is, is, is a good player. I distinctly remember when Kyrie was talking about the cast that he was glad to be playing with in Brooklyn, Joe Harris was not one of them. And I distinctly remember the shade that Kyrie would throw, like when he was in Boston at like, like Jason and Jalen. Yep. And I'm thinking if you got to <laughs> deal with that and you can't even escape, you literally can't escape that. Cause you're going to see that cat every, every single, single day. day and not even just the nets the other players on other teams they have to see each other every day as well every day. honestly it was for the better there probably would have been more drama than expected if there might, really yeah, I, I think that i think there might have been some i think some folks would have might have came to blows i mean i spent my bubble time with mark spears gary washburn chris haynes john scott i mean our nabj folks you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you, could, you could be stuck with worse people yeah. Um, so you got to make the best of whatever is going on. And to me, what made it so remarkable was that you saw the teams who were really connected mm -hmm. and they were the yeah. ones who made it through like Denver. Yeah. Who knew Denver was that kind of team? Right. The bubble brought that out. Who knew Miami had that kind of. <laughs> that fire. <laughs> no pun intended. The bubble <laughs> brought it out. So my thing is, it's a measure of a team, like a, a true measure of what you are, if you can go through those adverse conditions and thrive. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe Kyrie is not the leader that, that he thinks he is. Oh, maybe, I think maybe he's I'm nervous that. that the bubble would expose that. Not that we don't already think that. Right. Right. We, we would have to own up to that. Yeah. Well, speaking of leadership, uh, mm -hmm. down your way, ATL. Trey Young's team, sort of, or, does, or is, it? is John Collins trying to, what's going on with them two? And, and, and specifically, John Collins has, has spoken out, made it clear that he thinks the ball needs to move more. He's made like, you know, little coaching tidbits that he thinks they should implement to be more balanced. And that raises questions about whether, you know, is he comfortable with Trey Young being the face of the franchise? Does he want to bounce? And if he does want to bounce, which there's like 29 teams that would love to get that word that he wants to bounce. Right. You know what I do when a guy doesn't get his money, no matter yeah. how cool he is with it publicly. Because John Collins knows that Trey is getting his money next year. Right. That's a given. Yeah. Trey's getting the max contract. There'll be no negotiation, no holdup. John Collins bet on himself. So he can't have Trey getting in the way of him balling <laughs> and, and putting on display for the rest of the league. Like if, if Atlanta don't want to give me this max, somebody else will. Yeah. The, the, the funny thing to me, and this happens all the time, is these teams that haven't busted a great, like hadn't done nothing, want to have these kind of tug of wars for power. It's like, you hadn't done anything. All right. Y'all didn't even sniff the playoffs as a group. Mm -hmm. You bring in all these guys on, in, in free agency, spend all this money, and you still are just a run-of-the-mill team. Mm -hmm. So instead of bickering about the way we play and this and the other, maybe you ought to sit back, let Lloyd Pierce do his job, and just play. You know, just just play ball and, and trust the process. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a, a realistic option because there's been so much infused into what's going on down here. Mm. Trey is getting Trey gets treated like a superstar mm. because he was an all-star starter his second season. 
But if you if you think Trey Young and Luka Doncic are on the same level, you haven't been paying attention. And Trey's operating like he's Luka, like he's the franchise. I would say he leaves a little bit to be desired in that department. Just mm-hmm. the leadership and, and, and kind of the the foundational things you need to have in your best player, which he's clearly their marquee player. I don't know that he's their most complete or best player. And see, that's my thing about this brouhaha between them two. I think John Collins is a better overall player. I, Trey can, can score like few in this league can. I get that. But listen, when you are a walking easy pass defensively and ain't even trying, not even trying to put up any resistance defensively. I was I was talking with with a scout uh, over the weekend about this, and and I was asking him about how how does it work when a guy has the ability offensively with the ball get wherever he wants to, but defensively can't get where he needs to be without the ball. And the, the scout he was just like, it's effort. It's not about ability. It's about accountability beyond what you do well. Can't, are, are you, do you feel as though you are, do you feel as though you have a responsibility to defend? And a lot of players feel like, no, I'm getting 25 points a game. What yeah. you talking about? That's their job to defend. They're supposed to help me out because I'm helping them out offensively. And John Collins is like, you do know I got 20 and 10 last year <laughs> without any touches. But again, the well, I will say this, John Collins did a major some serious damage when he missed those 25 or so games uh at the start of the season because I I because I thought that him not being able to play set that franchise back in a big big way because I thought again I thought he was gonna be an all-star I expected him to be one of the top 15 players in the league and for him to miss so many games it put them in a bad spot but I that doesn't take away from the fact that to me he's their most complete player and the stuff that he talks about they need to do move the ball more defend better yeah that's not that's not rocket science. That's not that's not John Wooden speak right there. That's just a baller saying this is what we need to do to win. So I hope that Atlanta wants to move him uh, because, again, he needs to be where someone is going to appreciate what he's bringing to the table. I'm not sure he's feeling that appreciate. And, and Zeku, your point about the money is, is spot on. But I think it's the role that he's being asked to play, and I think that's just as important to him at this point in his career. Yeah, and I, and I think the main thing is trust. Mm. Um, they don't trust each other, and you can tell. Um, and sometimes that's not a malicious thing. Right. Um, it's not something that's stated or that that you make a point of, but your actions speak louder than your words. And when Trey, when, when the whole thing came out about the blow-up in the film session, go look at what Trey did in the games after that. He was garbage. He he you know, he became like a a seven year old who was told you know what keep your hand out of the candy jar and so oh what, hmm, hmm. yeah I'm not sharing with any candy right. now. <laughs> I'm not sharing with anyone I didn't want anyway <laughs> I don't want to play with y'all he became so if a, other players on the team if you're if you're the newcomers and you're Cam Reddish and some of these young boys and you see that sets a horrible yeah. pattern. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. now nobody trusts it. And, I, and the worst part is Lloyd Pierce has done all the right things in terms of building culture for a young team. Mm-hmm. He's he's done everything you would want a first-time head coach to do. And Trey Young could blow it up mm-hmm. in one swoop. Yeah. Bringing it a little local, though, let's talk about Jason Tatum. He's had, like, the best and worst week this week nba player of the week for the eastern conference but also now in the health and safety protocol what do we make of his season so far in this whole issue it really it's out of his control um once the coronavirus is at your doorstep whatever you've done is is secondary um, yeah. because he's at the mercy now of the protocol um I, I thought over the in the offseason when people were like, oh, he grew another inch. I'm not over you know, that. <laughs> like he's already ridiculous. Right. Um, but but I would argue that as good as he's been, 
I don't know that Jalen Brown is the more complete player right now. So Boston has kind of the best of both worlds. They have two young potential superstars, certainly all-star talents. And which one is going to win that kind of that rat race, you know, to get there first? I think it's remarkable though that that they haven't allowed that that never-ending discussion of well, whose team is it and who's the alpha dog. That has been absent from their evolution. Yeah. I think it's a credit to both of them. Um, but if you're Jason Tatum, you got to be careful because Corona can take a it can take a career and throw it into disarray temporarily. Um, you got to be very careful about how you proceed from here. There's no doubt you're a great player. You got a chance to be one of the best players of your generation, mm-hmm. but your availability is the most important thing right now. And being out does nothing for you. Yeah. I'm so, just amazed that when you started making reference to Jason and Jalen and the comparisons. I love that best of both worlds. No, I love the best of both worlds. You didn't hit it with the eye roll. Because he said best of both worlds. He he elaborated on how it's not necessarily a competition between them. Well, at least from the public perspective. No, no eye roll today. He made me turn my eye roll into a gift. Wait a minute. So what do you think? Why do you think it's an issue? So so last (laughs) week... So last week we were talking about the the two of them, and it was brought up that from Vinny that Vinny now Goodwill. it comes Vinny Goodwill, our guy oh. in Detroit, that it should be a who is better in on this team now. And I I'm not of that argument. I don't want to partake in it. Kind of to your I mean, point. Let's just, let's just be okay with them both existing in this the Celtics world right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I agree with you. I think they should be applauded for avoiding it. Exactly. Because so often it becomes a thing that tears team, teams apart. And they basically play the same position, which to me makes it all the more amazing yeah. that they haven't been at each other's throats. At least not in public, and it hasn't leaked to us. So. Well, <laughs> they, they play too much together on the floor for it to, I think, see. That's true. We would have seen something. I mean, you'll see Jalen take like three or four you know, shots, and he if he takes a bad one, you don't see Tatum doing the Kyrie thing like, you sucked. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. The ball. So, yeah. Credit to both of their maturity too. I think you know, um, Jalen Brown has been kind of a grown man for know, his whole life. <laughs> so I mean, I think that helps. The fact that he can recognize that there's a guy who's maybe more talented, more physically gifted than him, and not let that become something that drives him nuts is really impressive. Mm. I don't know how much of that is Brad Stevens managing the relationship. I'm not sure. Or Danny Ainge maybe making sure it's not an issue. But the credit to me belongs to, to Brown and Tatum. Mm-hmm. Just being mature enough to not let that come between them and just split this team in any way. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, speaking of teams and splitting, what's up with your coach at Michigan getting a five-year extension and what has been one of the worst seasons in that school's illustrious Tom Brady filled life, <laughs> I, I'm so I'm so beat up about it because I love Jim Harbaugh as a player. I loved him. He was the most brash, you know, just crazy, arrogant. He was a Michigan man, and every since yeah, the war, he just took no prisoners. Um, and it's almost like he got he got nervous when he came back, and everybody told him how crazy he was acting. It's like that's why we brought you back. Right. We need you to have that edge. And on one hand, I, I applaud him. How many people would take a, a basically a, a half of your salary reduction to sign up for five more years to deal with college kids? You gotta prove yourself. Yeah. When you've done what he's done, the other yeah. part of me though is worried that he's not going to change in the ways that I think he needs to, to put us back in the right spot. And look, I got a, I got a young nephew who's on the team, um, who's a defensive lineman. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at it from selfish reasons to make sure he gets the most out of his experience, but also because I'm a lifelong Michigan fan. Right. 
And if we had to hire the ghost of Saddam Hussein to, to be good, I'd find a way to make it okay. You know what I mean? Like I'm that desperate to keep he's, Ohio safe. That, that that's desperation at its finest. Yeah. Like I'm willing to go wherever it takes mm -hmm. to get back to to be back to where we were in our heyday. So Oh, good. On one hand, I love it that he would bet on himself like that, but you damn sure better do it right. Like you better, you better do whatever it takes. <laughs> so, what do you think that is? The, the what the decision making process for that was it just the namesake, or you think? Do you think there's a little more behind that? No, he's the best. He's the best Michigan man out there for that yeah. job. Theoretically, never mind the years we've seen him operate. Right. And he's had 10 three-win seasons, I mean, or three 10-win seasons. Mm. We go to bowl games and all that good stuff. This year was a coronavirus disaster. But you take that away, he's been good. He just hasn't been great. Right. And we need great. And that, Right. And that and that's the issue. It's not that he's a bad coach. It's just that he's been good. Yeah. That's, that's good good. Tolerate good. Yes, exactly. Ain't good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So Zayku Smith, NBA TV, anything you want? Uh, well, well, actually, let me clarify that. Uh, anything you want to promote or let uh, folks know that you got coming down a pipeline or anything like that? Yeah, man. On my podcast, the Hangtime Podcast, we're doing three a week this year. Uh, Ooh, y'all busy. Heavy lift. That's why my voice is shot. I'm drinking tea all the time. <laughs> um, but we had Gary Washburn on recently talking Celtics. Our okay. guy. Okay. So getting G. Washington. Wax about the Celtics. We had Michael Grady on Monday talking about the Nets and Kyrie. Very time. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're cranking that up every week, three times a week. And then uh, on Fridays, I'm in the studio for the first time since March. Oh, wow. Game time and crunch time on NBA TV. So that's been good. Um, good. But yeah, tune in, listen to me talk, tell lies, and all like this. Where can they find you on social? Um, I'm, I'm at Seiko Smith NBA on Twitter, but I have a very love-hate relationship. With, with Twitter? Twitter. <laughs> like sounds like Vinny last really week. Think, like, I can't say what I really want to say. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. It definitely sounds like Vinny. So we'll just listen to the podcast, is what yeah, you're saying. Right. To get the, the real moment, thoughts. It's moments when I really want to let people have it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. Absolutely. Zeku Smith, NBA TV. Zeku, thank you so much for your time, my friend. Appreciate y'all, man. Always welcome, Love what y'all are, are doing. Keep keep cranking it. Blackest podcast I ever been on. Oh, stop, <laughs> stop. <laughs> we My appreciate man. you. Thank All you. right, thanks, guys. Zayku Smith. He was so funny. <laughs> he didn't oh, lie, man. though, especially in Boston. He wasn't lying about the he podcast. He was not lying. That, 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 that boy tells the truth, the whole truth. And unfortunately for Nothing some folks, the feelings are sensitive. Not but the truth. <laughs> Right. Uh, that was good. That was that was good conversation. I, I I liked some of his ideas about you know uh, how the NBA should address the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of good stuff there. Uh, the stuff about Michigan that's another story. Uh, you know, I, I got issues with Michigan a, in general. Um, but you know, you give a dude five year contract after the crap season that he had. I mean, BC made a decision like that before, so I can't even talk about them. How'd that work out? It did not work out well, and now we have a new head coach. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh, you, you do not throw good money in after in good mediocre money. pockets. Exactly. Exactly. Um, good show. Good show. It was a really good show. Yeah. It's a real good show. Uh, and, and again, we we're like the rest of you out there. We're trying to figure out what the hell the NBA is going to do. They they got these new protocols, and that's great. Sounds good. But again, there's no sense of how this is going to change the, the calculus of the coronavirus because as Zeku Smith pointed out multiple times, we're at the mercy yep. of the coronavirus. There's, there's literally nothing that you as a player can do to address this other than try to take as many safety measures and precautions, including but not limited to not having guests show up when you're on the road. No gardening in your office. Yeah, you need to you need to uh, keep your garden you need to keep your garden's tools in the shed. <laughs> Leave them out your garden. PSA. I'm just saying. <laughs> so what you got, Kwani? 
What you got coming up on NBC 10? NBC 10 Boston. So last week I did a 10 questions with NBC 10 Boston with Blake Bolden. She went to Boston College, but she was the first black woman to compete in the NWHL. And now she's the first black woman to be an NHL coach. So that was a really cool story and listening to her perspective. She actually is really good friends with Willie O'Ree, the first black man to integrate the NHL with the Bruins. Right. And and he's going to have a, I, I believe, a statue yeah. in February. Oh, his, his jerseys are being um, retired as well. Long time overdue. And way overdue. Way overdue. But overdue. shout out to Black History Month, I guess, for giving people some incentive. But also this week, I need y'all to check in because I'm having Bia. I don't know if you know her, Sherrod, but she is a rapper out of Massachusetts. She was actually courtside at a Celtics game last season. I think she's friends with Jalen, but she's going to hop on 10 questions with NBC 10 Boston and talk about her music career. She's living in LA now. She was in LA? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Okay. Tap into that. What do you have? I've got nada. (laughs) You have a website. Listen, I know. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll be producing some content based on what's happening with the Celtics. And obviously you'll find the A-list podcast on there as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and that's, you know, the Celtics, what's going on with them. I mean, damn, three canceled games out of the five that have been canceled. They're kind of keeping things busy and keeping themselves in the news. And and there'll be certainly content related to that on the website. And again, this was a really good episode, Kwani. You know, and we're doing pretty good. We're getting it. And once again, we have to give a shout out to our sponsor, Bet Online AG. You have to visit them at BetOnline underscore AG. They're on social media, but also take advantage of their bonuses. They have... A free promo code if you sign up with CLNS50. So do that. Hashtag bet online. Go show them some love because you might get something in return and it'd be good. And as, as, right. And as someone who has used bet online like in the last few weeks, uh, it's real easy. I mean, it, it, is, it is so damn easy. And if you're good with, with picking teams like me, it's profitable <laughs> and it's easy. Humble brag. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying I've picked four games and I've, I'm 4-0. So I'm just saying, um, I'm very selective, uh, very selective. Uh, I did not pick Alabama. I did not bet on Alabama because I just knew there's they were going to win that game, and there's yeah. just not a whole lot of, you know, in the pot for, for me to bet on that particular yeah. game. But listen, bet online, it's it's real easy to to get started. They've got lots of different options as far as how you can you know bet down uh, in uh, every sport that you can imagine. So mm-hmm. it's, it's it's an awesome place to go. So check it out. And of course, subscribe as we say every single minute of every day. That's all I have to say. I said I told them to subscribe to the podcast and give us a five star review. And the five star review, which is listen, if you want to get a jump start on your Valentine's Day shopping and and things of that nature, give us that five star review and show some love a little bit. Oh, I see what you did there. (laughs) And and let's not forget, there's a very special day the day after Valentine's Day, right, Mm Kwani? Kwani's birthday. <clears throat> so give Kwani <laughs> an early birthday gift with a five-star review. I'm sure she wanted to do more than that, but you it's know. Perfect. Yeah, that worked. I'll it's take it. <laughs> Sherrod, I'll see you next week. Yes. And, and hear you. We will be watching. doing this again next week, thankfully. Uh, for Kwani A. Lunas, I'm A. Sherrod Blakely. This is the A-List Podcast, and we are out. <laughs>